Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. I remember him saying, man, if you don't get nothing before this Christmas, about this Christmas break over, like you, they're probably pretty much, they probably gonna take your senior year. Yeah. And I was like, man, I can't afford that. Like I got a shot at it right now. Like I'm in a, in a good space. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back. The Point God Show. It's your boy, Baron Davis, a.k.a. B. Diddy, a.k.a. Boom Dizzle. And you're tuning in to a slick presentation by iHeartMedia, The Point God Show, The Point God Podcast. The Point God way of life. The Point God story. What does it mean to be a Point God? What does that mean? It's the God-given ability to master your craft, to lead, and to do it with sauce, to do it with spice, to do it with sizzle. Now, y'all know how excited I get when I get to do my introductions. Now, on to business. From Washington, D.C. The master of the shake. The hezzy God. The hezzy to a hands up. The entertainment. The pride of Washington, D.C. The 33rd pick in the 96th draft. A two-time first-team all-CBA player. A man who came into this game as we say, out the mud, right? A man that when you say out the mud, right? It, it Not only did he get it out the mud, he shook it up and gave it back to you nice and polished. Known for his style, known for, you know, the, the, the hair, right? the living outside the box, the freedom. One of our point gods, I call him the point God of the hezzy and the shake and the hands up. Watch yourself, ladies and gentlemen, Moochie Norris. (laughs) Moo, moo, Moochie! (laughs) Hey, dude, I used to say, Remember I call be like, yo, Moochie. And it's and it, and if you watch Moochie Norris play, you're going to get all those hezzies, all those hands up, all that. All of that. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the Point Guy show. Glad to give you your roses, bro. What's happening? 
Man, nothing much. Appreciate it, man. The intro was everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. I need to hire you and bring you on the road. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm with it, man. You know, uh, you know, a, a big part of this show is a, a lot of youngsters, you know, just people listening for leadership, guidance. And, yeah. you know, uh, I want to go into kind of like the origin story, right? You know, what mm-hmm. attracted you to the game of basketball, you know, growing up uh in dc and like how did how did it happen you know what i'm saying i mean uh man honestly man i was really into that football thing early i played basketball a little bit Mm -hmm. but i mean that 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 was the 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 start of the whole thing for me just being around those older guys and watching them play and then i just fell in love with it right then and there I was on that gridiron, man. I was all about yeah, that. Yeah, tell me, tell me you about know? this gridiron. I, I, I didn't know nothing. I ain't know nothing about the gridiron. Yeah. yeah, man, I loved football. That's all we did mostly um, where I grew up in D.C., man. Mm-hmm. I grew up in neighborhood certain quarters, man. And we played every sport, but most of the guys was playing up at the boys' club, and football was bigger than basketball at yeah. the time. So I was is. following <laughs> suit. And, um, you know, like I said, the basketball thing was just something I was doing on the just side. to, you know, stay, just to stay safe, just to stay out the way a little bit and stuff like that. But shit, everybody in the street pretty much was doing the same thing. Yeah. They was, they was on the street, but they was hooping <laughs> and, you know, playing football and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I got that love from that older group, man, that group that was in front of me that I could go sit down and watch. Cause I wanted to be able to compete with the guys I was playing with. And I wasn't good enough early on in basketball. Mm. I was good in football. I could hold my own with the old men in football, but basketball man i couldn't get it together early on man yeah and 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 i mean talk about what was it like and you know as a kid growing up in washington dc right because mm-hmm. you, you know you mentioned like you played basketball <clears throat> football was your thing but you played basketball to stay off the streets mm-hmm. what was the streets like you know what i mean like what was I it mean- like you know what i mean like I'm sure I listen. I know, but the listeners don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it man it was like a movie, man. It's mm-hmm. like man, like watch Men's Society or something. Right. It was just a you know an everyday struggle of looking over your shoulder. Right. You know, uh, not going down the wrong streets, wrong neighborhoods. Uh, yeah. Being careful who you get into it with, knowing that it, it's got repercussions behind that, or just you know being in the neighborhood, knowing that the neighborhood got beef with another neighborhood. Right. And, and they then, might come through, you know, to get some work put in. And um, so it, it was it, rough, man. Yeah, it was, it was like high, sports, high drugs. Sports was my way. Yeah, it was like high drugs. Then you got the north, the south, the southeast. Mm-hmm. Like just a whole demographic and the layout. And D.C. being a big city. You know, uh, mm-hmm. what, what, was, what was the competition like? You know what I mean? Like what area – on the DC side, did you come from, and was it more like a neighborhood, like you was hooping in the neighborhood, or you was hooping on like the east side or the west side of no, you know what I mean? Like, what was it, it? What was the competitive nature of, you know, watching, you know, let's say high school or who are some of the high school guys that you 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 looked up to or you watched growing up? Ah, uh, man. First of all, it was just like you you really had to dominate on your side of the side of the city first, mm. you know, like I grew up in Northwest. So I was like right down the street from the Capitol. Oh, wow. I could literally walk outside, turn a corner 
and look up the street and I'm looking directly at the Capitol. Yeah, that's like it's one thing about DC, like all the monuments are right around in the hood, like yeah. the White House. Right <laughs> it's in the, the hood. That's what I said. That's I why know. they keep them streets blocked off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, just growing up in that environment, man, was tough because you you know, I mean, you you familiar with this, man. There's some guys that chose another path for life that could flat out do it. Right. They could flat out do it. Right. And um, you know, competing against those guys day in day in and day out, um, that helped me become who I was. Cause like I said, I was dragging in the in the basketball department. I was strong in football, but I was dragging in basketball. So I just started moving around, man. I started yeah. catching a bus to go play in different neighborhoods, mm-hmm. subway. I walked to a basketball court just to get some some bump in and just try to take my game to the next level. I think that's where I cheated in the game. You know, where guys were, weren't playing as much, even with my best friends, I would disappear in them just to go play somewhere in another hood at a, or another court just to get better, just to, to grow myself. And then who would you say, like, kind of like was like that first person that inspired you that was like, yo, Moochie, you hard. Like, and, and, and then where did the where did the name Moochie come from? The name Moochie came from my grandfather. He okay. used to sing Cab Calloway's song, Mini the Moochie, all the time. And everything became Moochie through that. Like, yeah. that was it. I honestly thought Moochie was my real name. <laughs> Until I got in school and they started saying, that's not on there. That's not That's not it. I was like, I thought, hey, Moochie is mine. That's what yeah. I got. Moochie. M-O-O-C-H-I-E. Norse. That's what I got. And um, once I first realized what my name, my real name was, I was like, no, I'm going to stick with Moochie. That Martin ain't going nowhere, man. That Martin ain't got no sports on it at all. But, yeah, um, I mean, I, I, and there's so much to say about it. It's just I grew up in, uh, with these guys like a, it's a Kurt Smith. It's a Lonnie Harrell. Mm. Um, Steve Kurt Francis, Smith. Kurt um, Smith. Lawrence Moulton. Uh, oh, yeah. Kurt the Hurt Smith, man. Uh like and then the crazy thing is like now with the DMV is different because they call it you know the DC Maryland Virginia. When I was coming, it was just DC and yep. that was it. Yeah, and we only played mostly against those guys. And it's it's I like the way it's grown to the into PG County and all these other places and stuff like that because that mean basketball has taken a step and grown and got Absolutely. bigger. But I was in that original spot where it was you had hot. To man up, you yeah, man it was up. hot. Whoever was in front of you, if you wanted that respect, you wanted to get your props, you had to go out there and get them. And, and one thing I know, shout out to Steve Francis, when uh, I went to visit him, and that's for a later episode when he on. When I came to hang out in D.C., I learned something, dude. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. I learned something, dude. Y'all got a cold <laughs> stop. Hey man, y'all got a cold bop. Where did that come? Like, where did the whole DC cross the hezzy head? Like, where did that shit come from, bro? You know what I mean? Cause some of your some of your best and favorite point guards had to adopt, I myself included, had to adopt that. That was like that was almost like the baseline. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Talk about it. What's talk crazy about that. about that is you saying that, like, you had to adapt it. Like, here AI said, you know, saying when he came to um, to school in Georgetown, he learned it from a guy up there. It's kind of crazy because I was like, I thought that I thought that crossover was moving around the country. Like, I yeah. thought it was everywhere. 
I thought that little that little bit of flavor was, you know, everybody had it until I started moving around and realizing that everybody had their own style. Yeah. From California to New York to Baltimore, like moving around these places, everybody had a little something different in how they did it. But that DC thing is just Hey man, tell me it's, like it's the, it's the bread and butter, yeah, man. It's yeah, still but, out here shaking the bacon. <laughs> but hey, it's dog, you gotta tell me what is the recipe. Because I know when you were like, you know, say in high school, you know what I mean? When you was growing up uh, and you was at Cardoza, you know what I mean? And y'all playing around the country and like, man, you bring, you bring, you bring that crossover out. That that's a highlight in itself. We wasn't doing none of that in LA, right? New York. None of that. You dig what I'm saying? Nobody in the country, bro. Where did that shit come from? Man, I ain't even lying to you, BD. It's something I adapted just growing up <laughs> in the hood. Like, and, yeah. and crazy thing about it is when I saw it, I was like, oh, like I can perfect this and become something, something deadly. Yeah. Because my first two years of high school, I went to the best high school in the city, Dunbar at the time. And yeah. I got cut my yeah. first two years. And wow. uh for a minute, I was just like, man, this ain't gonna work out with this basketball thing unless I get better. Like I was like struggling with it at first, but you know, I, I decided to work on it that summer in between. And when I came back, DD, I mean, I was snatching people out the projects. Man. I mean, I was I was loosening body parts out there. I was out for blood. Yeah. I wasn't shooting no no jump shot. No no move out the way. I don't care if you back up in the paint. I'm across you over in the yeah, paint. Yeah. I was coming. I was yeah. coming for blood, man. And so what, once what, I perfected what, it, oh man. What and what was that? Was it was it you know was it getting cut? You know what I mean? From Dunbar, like, would you say that that was the moment where you like, man, fuck, I know I can do this. You know what I mean? Like, what was that? What was that thing? What was that moment? You know what I mean? For you that you was like, all right, if I perfect this shit, I can get over. You know what I mean? Yeah, that it was it was then, man, because my mom had passed away right when I got to high school and then you know, getting cut from the basketball team. It kind of sent me in a frenzy, man, honestly, man. I don't talk yeah. about it a lot, but for those next two years, I, I struggled. No, not really being in school, just kind of looking for something to get into and, you know, wanting some things to happen, man, just because the loss of my mom, she was my best friend. And then um an English teacher talked to me, man, at Cadoza when I transferred. And uh-huh. he just gave me the real BD. He just told me, man, look, you can play this game. Like if you, you, you want some success, you want to be able to get away from here. You need to spend some time with that ball, get these books and, you know, let, let your game take you up out of here, man. And that was it. When I transferred and went to Cadoza. Yeah. I mean, I was, like I said, I was after everybody. It didn't even matter. I mean, whoever was supposed to be the guy I was coming for. Cause I knew that that, that, that was my way to reach, you know, start them in the hood at the time and become one of the top guys. And by the time I was a senior BD, I was the, I was it. You my was senior year, I was it. You was I played my, my senior year of basketball is the only full year I played, and that was it. Yeah. And I killed it. I killed <laughs> it. I got to the championship, lost by two, but I killed it. I delivered the bomb that year. I delivered the bomb that year. And that's when it took off. That was it. That's when you when did. I got cut. My mom passed. That's when I stuck, got, 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 got close and personal with that basketball. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, I want to touch on that for a little bit because – like I say the same thing happened when my grandfather died, right? Mm. When my grandfather passed away, it was like I was going in like to eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade. Those are like probably the most important part time of your like 
getting ready for adult teenage life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, like, basketball became that. You know what I mean? Became that spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think for, like, a lot of people just dealing with, you know, grief, things like that, like, talk about, you know, like, what that means, you know, as you look back on that kid and say, like, damn, dog, you was a bad motherfucker. You know what I mean? You was a tough yeah. motherfucker. And you learn to what what I heard you say is like you like you started to love basketball. You know what I mean? Like talk about, you know, just that little moment and 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 like to the kids about what it means to get it out the mud, what it means to like have that perseverance. You know what I mean? Because you could have given up. Right? Oh, yeah. You in DC. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You popular anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, this happens to a lot of basketball players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Talk about that, man. Yeah. Man, it, uh, man, like you said, it, it was a, it was a moment, man. I mean, basketball, that basketball became, um, you know, plugged that hole that I had in my heart, man. Cause my mom was everything, man. My dad wasn't around. We don't, I ain't own nothing about him other than I had one. I know that's how I got here. Right. But there's no story to, you know, my actual father. I mean, one of my um, uncle's friends that ended up dating my mom, he became a father figure in my life. And uh, uh-huh. shout out to him, man. He's been around from, from then to now. Uh, still, shout out. you know, somebody I respect and look up to um, because of how he had to live his life. But at that moment, man, when my mom passed away, man, and then turned around and getting cut from that team, man, I had a whole, I had a big old hole, man. And I yeah. was trying to fill it with anything, man. I was attempting to get in them streets, man. I mean, I was, you know, getting in fights and getting into, you know, trouble and stuff like that. But that basketball, man, was the one one thing, the one place. The basketball court was the one place I could go, you know, express all that in a positive way mm-hmm. without harming someone or myself. Right. And um that's it's the big. piece I always look back to because I know that that basketball saved me from what could have been. I mean, the things we read about on the news and see and happen to the friends we know. I know if I didn't have that basketball, man, that would have probably been the end of me. Uh, man, that, that, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. And, and then I would say, like, just like taking from that moment and seeing you, you know, JC. Uh, Auburn, West Florida. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, you were on the move. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. Auburn, West Florida. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, you were on the move. Yeah. You know what I mean? I promise. Man, I promised myself, man, once I got in, man, I was like, Whatever the obstacle, whatever, you know, I had to do, I got to get over it, around it, through it. Whatever it was, I was going to do it, BD. I developed just a drive to persevere, like just to be strong in every situation and always see that light at the end of the tunnel, no matter how bad it was. And that's that's the thing that I hold on to even to this day. You know, I get to go look back and at that. And like you said, realize how tough I was, how resilient I was and, you know, my mental uh, strength and capacity at yeah. the time, even at a young age, like I was like, 
you can do this. It may take you a little longer than others, but you can do it. And I just adapted that, man, and keep. that's what I did. Like you said, I traveled. They called me a journeyman, man. I remember seeing that one time in an article, and they called me a journeyman. And I really didn't think of it like that. Right. Like, like you said, going to what? Going to um, Odessa Junior College, then going to Auburn. In the summer, like going to uh, Allen County, Kansas, almost losing my life trying to get uh, uh, credits I needed to go to school. Yeah. Um, then going to, you know, getting getting um, declared ineligible my senior year when I'm like headed into probably being an all, uh, uh, all, all American or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, you know, they had a building fall down on me again, man. I almost lost my way then at my senior year. Um, and a guy came in from West Florida, the coach of West Florida, Don Hogan. Shout out to Don Hogan, West Don Florida. Don Hogan, shout um, out. Gave me, a, gave me a buzz and told me I could come play right away since I was leaving Auburn and going to a Division II NAIA school. And I was able to do that. And uh, it, gave it gave me a shot at the league. It gave me a shot at the league. Out the mud, right? Because, you know, and a, lot, and a lot of the point guys on this show, they take that JC route. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What was it like and who was hooping at, at JC? What was it like at Odessa, right? And then I want you to talk about also, like, Going to an NAIA, you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know you was you <laughs> was at Auburn. Like, just talk about your college experience because you know another moment of 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 just defining your character of how you like, you know how you got it out the mud, dog. You feel what I'm saying? Like, those aren't sticky places. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. wasn't sticking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like talk yeah. about talk about that. Like what what was that thing? You know what I mean? That just kept you on the move. You know what I mean in college to like to get it. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. <laughs> once again, man, that was just it was the ball, man. I fell in love with playing, and I wasn't gonna let nobody take it away from me. It, yeah. I mean, it was hard, right. and it was a difficult time each and every moment. You know, like I said, it, it started like that. Uh, it went like that throughout and, you know, through the middle, through the end, like the whole way. But um, every time, like I said, I was able to 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 rekindle that fire of when, when it all started and how it all changed to use it for motivation. Yeah. Like that thing with my mom and getting cut from that school, I, I'm, I'm able to throw that out every the time. water every time and reel something in yeah. and uh, create a, a moment inside of me that, you know, burns me up and it and it and it drives me, BD. Man, playing that JUCO, uh, Alex Dillard, um, Mark yeah, Davis nice. played for yeah. Philly with yeah. AI. Yeah. Uh I mean, it was guys I watched San Casel go JUCO route, yeah, you know, yeah. Steve Grant. Yeah. Um, and it was some guys, man. I mean, he's some guys that played in JUCO that played in the league. And I think that was people forget that. Yeah. I think people forget that. And it's like it's crazy that like I'm able to talk to you on on, on here about that in that moment because I think those are the stories that's missing. Yeah. And all of the you know hoopla what's yep. going on. Like yep. you said, those guys that had to go these extra miles and um, do these things, man. When I went to Allen County, man, before I went to Auburn, um, it, it man, I, I mean, I'm just being honest. It was a racist place, man, yep. and it was rough, man. I, I woke up one morning. And they had a noose hanging over top of our door. Wow. 
The school we went to, two up. miles away. Uh-huh. So now we got to walk through all of them because we have no car yeah. to get to those school to get to that school every day. I mean, chasing us up and down the street, man. I mean, I watch them some days ride horses down there. I mean, just straight intimidation and stuff That's like crazy. that, man. And um, That's but that basketball kept wild. on driving me, man. I remember yeah. uh, getting into it with the guy one time up at the school, man. And one of my uh, one of the class one of my classmates up there. I can't remember this lady name, but man, she was um, she was disabled man, and uh, I remember her coming to my house trying to give me a ride to school every day just so I could have an opportunity to pursue, you know, the dream I was chasing and everything. Um, So that got me uh, got me squared away, got me to Auburn, like you said. Now I'm having a terrific, had a terrific junior season at Auburn. Uh, I, I get my chance. Uh, to play on TV against Arkansas. I ripped him for 28, 30, something like that. And the Moochie thing was off and running after that. Yeah. And then um, going into my senior year, man, BD, I still don't have an answer for what happened. Uh-huh. But I was declared eligible at the first game of the season wow. in the locker room right wow. before the game started. No explanation. Right no explanation, hey, just no you. explanation, no nothing. NCAA came in and investigated me all the way down to my handwriting, all the way down to my handwriting <laughs> from from, mid, from from elementary man, on, and everything dog. checked out, and they told me that I was good, and they told That's me some I was petty good. shit, dog. And then on the first game of the season, I get a letter in my locker right before the game starts, telling me I I can't play. Oh. Now that's like the house falling on you again, man. I mean, the whole building, the whole building. Shit. And um, I struggled, man, BD, because they told me I was gonna miss one game. It was gonna be cool, and then it was like, okay, you're gonna miss five games. NCAA said we gotta make a decision, and then before you knew it, we was get we was at Christmas break. Oh shit! And. I remember the last game, I ended up getting a tech on the bench because by that time I was frustrated. I was going through it and I knew he was going home for the Christmas break. And I remember him saying, man, if you don't get nothing before this Christmas, by this Christmas break over, like you, they're probably pretty much, they probably going to take your senior year. And I was like, man, I can't afford that. Like I got a shot at it right now. Like I'm in a, in a good space, like just to go play pro ball, wherever it is at. And, um, I remember getting that message from, uh, Don Hogan, uh, and I called him back, and he basically told me that they wasn't, I wasn't going to get my senior year back. He's like, it's mm. something to think about, but you ain't going to get your senior year back. Like, if you want to come here and play, you can come here and play right now. And I thought he was playing a game, but it, he told me straight up, he said, you can come right now. We get you enrolled in school. We got about 16 games left. So you can come back after the Christmas break and play. I ain't even blinked, BD. I left home, <laughs> got to Auburn, grabbed my stuff, and Peace. left before they even got off Christmas break. Before they even got off Christmas break, he was playing. I was enrolled. I was enrolled. I, I was uniformed up. I was in the bed with my uniform. Waiting for tell me game. when we play. Just tell me when we play. Tell me when we play. I'm ready, guy. Hey, I was ready. I mean, he hit the man. That, He'll tell you. Oh, I still man. talk to him to this day. He'll just tell you I was ready. I was like, okay, whatever <laughs> hey, plays you got, go. that's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. But when we got to get it done, you just <laughs> yeah. move everybody on one side and let me do my thing on the other side. And hey, you start going. BD, this became a play. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 that's that's <laughs> like a play in your life, bro. 
Hey, that's Man, like, that's hey, you used to, hey, bro, I used to see you coming down the court, and what was this? One shake. One shake. Golly, one shake. boy. Hey, that one so shake. As <laughs> soon as you start shaking that finger, coming up the court, skipping, letting the ball roll, you just, hey, bro, you was just, you was just something else. What's up? It's Moochie Norris. Catch my episode of The Point God with my man DD. Salute. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 